today on CityCast Pittsburgh. It's our birthday. Like, really, CityCast Pittsburgh is two years old today. And if you include this episode, which of course I do, we've made 458 episodes for Jens. So we're celebrating by popping a bottle with our city's pioneering non-alcoholic space. It's a wonderful little store in Allentown called The Open Road. Plus, we're sharing a few of our favorite strategies for folks like us who are trying out dry January or maybe just feel a little sober curious for 2024. It's Thursday, January 11th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast's executive producer, Mary Lee Williams. Mary Lee, I know you're sort of new to the team, but it kind of feels like you've been along for this CityCast ride from the start. You were actually the person who first told me about CityCast as a company and suggested that I apply. Yes. And then you ignored me. (laughs) And here I am anyway. (laughs) Well, I am glad that it worked out and very, very happy birthday to CityCast. I would sing us happy birthday but I am the worst singer in the world. Uh, I might rival you for that, so I won't make you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very kind. But if you want to say it in Farsi, you can say Tavalodet Mubarak. So oh, you can now say happy birthday. Mary Lee's Farsi lessons are really coming in handy right now. They are. I can say happy birthday. That's about it. <laughs> As a little gift, we are throwing it back to one of our favorite episodes today. We thought this was the perfect episode, not only to celebrate, but also for people looking to consume a little less alcohol this month, maybe doing a damp or even a fully dry January, which Mary Lee, I know you're doing right now. Yes, this is actually my fifth dry January. This year is completely dry, but I've also done a damp January. I had not heard of a damp January until you introduced me to this. Just to be clear, that's like less alcohol, but not no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're just kind of tapering down the amount of alcohol you're going to drink. But we're going to get into that. And I'm going to have all of my crafty tricks for having a good damp or dry January. But that will be after we hear from the owner of The Open Road. Actually, Megan, you said the whole team went down to the store for this. It was like a little field trip. Yeah, it was really fun and, you know, totally low stakes. No pressure at all to record a flawless conversation at work in front of your peers while they're also shopping for beverages. (laughs) It sounds a little bit stressful. (laughs) It was like a little bit stressful, but also fun. I mean, Yins watch me do this all the time anyway, so it's not like I'm not used to that. But it's different doing it in public. That's totally fair. So what you're about to hear is Megan talking to Open Road owner and founder Mel Babbitt, actually in the store in Allentown. And Megan, you and I will talk about our dry slash damp January hacks after. So make sure you stick around. Where do you get kind of your inspiration for everything that's in the store here? Because there's there's a lot going on, a lot of stimuli. A lot of it is uh, through Instagram, actually. Um, but I've also been in the non-alc space for so long that we've been open longer than most of these brands have existed. So it's really? been really fun to watch the whole non-alc industry become an industry instead of being something that when I was originally launching and telling people and trying to get events or partnerships and getting looked at like I had a second head. 
Yeah. Well, and you've been around for a little while now. You were doing pop-ups and then you had a spot in Lawrenceville. Um, I personally have always visited you here in your home in Allentown, uh, where we are now. Um, but when you were first getting started, like what was it that you saw in Pittsburgh that made you think like, oh, this is a thing, like we can do this? So we're the oldest non-elk specialty retailer in the country. Were you first no. or you, have you just lasted? Yes. That's sad, I think. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it is COVID related and a lot of it is shipping related. Um, so there was one retailer preceding me. I want to say they were uh, they started in 2019. They were all online and they were all shipping based and shipping is a nightmare. I saw that you recently stopped. You yes. put it up. You're like, I can't do this anymore. It, it, with for the weight of this stuff exactly. and the shipping costs, it seems like it would be a nightmare. Yeah, shipping beverages is expensive, so I'm I'm glad to now just not have to worry about those orders potentially coming in. But when I first launched, it was very shipping based. Um, back to to answer your actual question, all of the planning and all of the first the original version visions of the open road were not this. Um, I didn't imagine being a store. I didn't imagine hundreds of nano products coming out. <laughs> um, but I also certainly didn't imagine the last few years going the way that they did for the world. So when we originally launched, um, it was as a pop-up bar for a dry January downtown. And that was great. And it was supposed to be a bar, which is why bars in the name. And one day we will also have a bar, but right now we're a store, um, which has been great. What got you so excited about it? I mean, are you are are you comfortable if I ask? Are you sober? I'm not. Um, I don't identify with the word sober for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't drink. Alcohol and I never got along. And part of it was that, well, I just, I can't digest alcohol is the short version of what got us here. But I like to try things and my partner drinks. And so I'll take sips here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the inspiration was just, I wanted things that I wanted. I wanted to be able to go out to a bar and order something that was what I wanted. And so I had to create that space. And then COVID said, nope, not time for that. You're a store now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Pittsburgh was actually kind of ahead of the curve for non-elk options. And I mean, back in the day, back in the day, when mixtape Gen 1, like version 1 mixtape, they were, yeah. yeah. But mixtape's back and they better. Are, they are. Uh, and A they're little great. cleaner, I think. Probably. Um, they're great. We do stuff with mixtape. But um, they were one of the only places that had NA options, and it was awesome that they had NA options. Yeah, I mean, gosh, going back like four or five years, right. I, you had to beg, and really even then, it was kind of like club soda and lime. Totally. Now... I mean, I think it's weird if I'm at any restaurant in the city that there's not like some kind of mocktail NA option. And that's so new. That's all within it, the last year. Really, truly. What made the difference? Like what has happened here in Pittsburgh that suddenly that's the thing? It's not just here. It's everywhere. Really? Yeah. It's Wait, the last. Pittsburgh is with the times? <laughs> Something? <laughs> <laughs> We're ahead, actually. Um, Empath was one of the first non-elk pop-up bars in the country. So, so they got she it doesn't rolling. get enough credit, but credit where it's due. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, spread the flowers. Um, yeah. <laughs> they got it started. You picked it up. Yeah. Um, what was the demand like in those early days versus now? So different and so much quieter. And I mean, awareness is part of it. Like I have new customers every day, which is great. And, and the options that were out. So almost none of these products that you now see over 400 products in our store, uh, which is insane. Yeah, um, totally. At my first event, I think we had like six brands. 
Yeah. What does it feel like to you to like see this place like literally fill up with options now? It's surreal. Non-alk is on fire. <laughs> do you think I there's... did not expect it to go this well? <laughs> do you think that there's any one or two things, at least locally, that is making the difference? Well, I'm really excited that locally um, there are a few places that are doing non-alk production. So two phrase in Garfield is making a non-alk beer series. They now have their third NA beer available. It's a West Coast IPA. It's fantastic. Uh, you can get it either from them or at Allegheny City Brewing or through us or probably a couple other spaces around town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are just starting to listen to that people want stuff that's not always alcohol yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. I feel like I saw a lot of media cropping up during the pandemic. and I, I, I don't know that this is true, but like were people just like sitting around drinking in, in their sorrows for and then like they emerged later and they're like, you know what? I got to stop. Exactly. Really? Like that's actually what's behind some of this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say the majority of my customers followed a pattern of what you just described of, you know, we did what we had to do to deal mm-hmm. and then realized that that wasn't working. And then looking for new options. And at the same time, a lot of these products started to come out. And some of them were in development for years before and just happened to come out at that time. But a lot of them, innovation started during that time because, you know, if people were home more or had more time or decided to make career changes or yeah, whatever it may be. A lot of my customers are also, I'd say, our peers who are either looking for things for when they're pregnant or have new families or just trying to be more present in their life or to do their career or whatever it is and to be able to wake up tomorrow without... Feeling good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Without the hangover. Totally. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to describe the store. So we've got, when you first walk in, there's a ton of NA beer on your left, um, some spirits and wine as you go deeper in. Here on the right, we have some new racks, a refrigerator, and then down the center, we have all of these, like, canned everything like tonics and all kinds of flavor profiles some of it's sparkling some of it's not um mel every time i come in here i am overwhelmed by colors and options (laughs) and i always have to ask you like i want something that's like this and you always help so much what is your guide to picking something out how do you help people Well, I try pretty much everything that comes in the shop and I just ask questions like, what are you looking for today? And what are your likes or dislikes? (laughs) I try to narrow it down by category. So the store is pretty much broken into two halves. Uh, The left side of the room being all for flavor, the beers, the wines, the spirits, ready to drink options. And then the right side of the room, everything is functional. Here, meaning everything does something. Yeah, I had never heard of functional until like 30 minutes ago. Explain it for me. Yeah, so 
Uh, here, functional can mean anything from the caffeine and coffee and tea products through hemp products and everything in between. A lot of them are mood uh, enhancing, whether it's uplifting, energizing daytime, or if it's wind down, relaxing nighttime, evening. Some of it is just like prebiotic, good for gut health. Some of it, like I said, is just caffeine and coffee products. Yeah, it's nice to just have that separation of do you want something that does something or not? <laughs> totally. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess let's start with wine, maybe. Um, like okay. what kinds of questions do you ask people? Like how help, help them navigate <laughs> for themselves? I would generally suggest looking for things that are whatever you would normally drink. And then so wine is actually probably the most challenging category. Good. I'm glad we started hard at, hardest first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wine is hard because just for non-alc in general, um, there's no wiggle room, right? You just, you have your wine in the glass. Um, sparkling wine, I think is the best way to approach beginning with non-alcoholic wine. Um, the bubbles really help compensate for the body difference and any non-alcoholic product is going to have a lighter body than an alcoholic version just from that lack of the actual alcohol. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a common challenge in wine is that it doesn't have the right body or it doesn't have the right mouthfeel. And so the bubbles are a really nice way to have a wine that you expect it to be the way it is without those challenges. And we're sipping a little bit right now, too. I couldn't help myself when we walked in. (laughs) Yes. Uh, A light, uh, nice, light, summery, bubbly red. Um, But yeah, the sparkling NA wines tend to be really good. Um, Still wine is hard. Dry red wine is the hardest. I can imagine. <laughs> but they're constantly coming out with new ones. New brands are constantly coming out. What about for beer and spirits? Uh, are the rules any different? Is it easier to help folks find stuff? Yeah, beer is probably the easiest. Um, non-alcoholic beer has just is the oldest <laughs> and furthest along of non-alcoholic drink categories. I have a vague memory of like, you know, my folks my parents age drinking like N.A. Heineken like in the 90s you know well, actually N.A. Heineken only came out a few years ago <laughs> wait what am I th- oh <laughs> the O'Doul's O'Doul's yeah. it's the same green bottle that's yeah. it which I've actually never had um I probably should just to I've say only, that I have I've only sniffed it I'm gonna be honest it has a bad rep so the biggest difference is how it's made so non-alcoholic beer used to be made and wine and those were really the only two that existed, used to be made by making a fully fermented alcoholic product, and then they would literally boil off the alcohol, leaving you with a less than ideal beer or wine. But technologies have been invented and improved and become more available, so that now none of the, none, nothing here is made that way. Okay. More uh, sophisticated. Yes. And so a, and a lot yeah. of major brands, too, like I'm just looking over your shoulder. There's Corona, Stella Artois, Heineken, Budweiser, Guinness and Peroni all right beside each other. Um, and Lagunitas and Sierra Nevada and a ton of others, too. Like I, I don't want to make light of the small brands and some local brands. But yeah, it's it's not what you think it's going to be. Yeah. The Corona is really spot on. Good to know. I've actually had some people get the Corona and then come back and say that was too spot on for me. (laughs) So I need to get something else. (laughs) Um, And then the spirits. Um, To me, that seems like maybe the hardest thing to try to replicate. Yes. Spirits, spirit, whiskey and red wine. Interesting. Are the two hardest for the same reason. It's the body and it's the no wiggle room. It's whiskey that people want to drink straight or on the rocks. 
in a very spirit forward preparation or mm-hmm. a dry red wine that are the hardest. Um, but in non-elk spirits, there's so much innovation happening that that can kind of be broken into what I call spirit mimics or the ones that are trying to be the things we're already familiar with, like the gins, whiskeys, tequilas, or original spirits that are more botanically driven, a little more creative. Sometimes they're bitter, sometimes they're floral, they can be light, dark, whatever. And those tend to have a much higher satisfaction rating. I'm thinking about like how a lot of people approach like, you know, vegetarian cooking or, you know, vegan alternatives, things like that. Like if you're looking to eat chicken, then no tempeh is not going to taste great. But if you take tempeh as like just something delicious to be eaten, then a lot of times maybe the meat and potatoes crowd would be perfectly happy with it. Yeah. It's just a different manner of thinking about it. Totally. Is there a spirit or a wine that you would recommend? Um, a shop pick as, many, of, as of this moment. Many that I would recommend. Uh, Gia and the Pathfinder are two of our favorite products at the store and two of our best sellers as well. They're very bitter. Uh, one's bright, grapefruity, gingery, summery, and the other is a little heavier, darker, more herbal. Um, but I like those just straight <laughs> or on ice. What would you say to anyone that's maybe oh, a little nervous about popping in here and trying something that is a little less familiar than what they're used to on a regular menu. Um, Don't be afraid to come in. We have new people come in all the time and we do a ton of education. We will go from where you are and ask things like, what flavors do you like? (laughs) What do you like to drink? And just kind of go from there. We also keep open bottles of most of our spirits so people can try things before they buy because they are all premium products that are new brands and small brands. And so they're not cheap. But I don't want you to pick something out, take it home, hate it, and then just be like, well, non-elk spirits aren't for me or whatever it is. And so please come in, try some stuff you will probably find something that you like. (laughs) I can confirm. You have helped me many times. I'm really glad that you are here with us in Pittsburgh. Thank you. Mel Babbitts owns The Open Road in Allentown. Uh, We're going to turn this off so I can buy some more non-elk booze. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad we pulled that back. I forgot how warm and wonderful Mel can be. They just have such a great guiding presence over there at the store in Allentown. This is a good one. Um, So Mary Lee, you are doing your fifth year of a dry or I guess a damp January. Yeah. So my first one was in 2018 and it was very hard. Uh, but it was also very worth it. And I've increased the restrictions every year. So my first one people might call a damp January. I called it a five and vibe because I let <laughs> myself have five drinks all month. I thought that was a really fun name. I recommend coming like fun names. Yeah. Now I'm doing a proper dry January and I think I'm pretty seasoned and I do have some tricks up my sleeve. Personally, I have done a couple of dry Januaries and then, of course, I was pregnant. I definitely approach those two experiences very differently. Uh, But anyway, I feel like I know my way around a non-alcoholic beverage these days. So then, Megan, you know that right now, about like a week and a half in, we are in the trenches. Mm -hmm. The serotonin of starting a new thing has worn off or maybe you've been invited to go to a bar with friends 
and sparkling water has suddenly lost its appeal. (laughs) It always does when it's like what you're left with. Um, Yeah, the fun of doing something new has maybe faded. Maybe you're like, dang, how many days are left in this month? So the first tip from me is to be gentle with yourself. If you're craving a drink, do not get mad at yourself for it. It's super normal. You're changing a habit, and maybe it's a pretty regular habit, depending on how much you drink. I have done these dry Januaries for several years, and I still crave a drink. If you have the desire, voice it or, like, note it internally. I find mm-hmm. that if you speak it rather than trying to, like, judge yourself out of it, you have way more control. The other night, I, like, really wanted a glass of wine, and I voiced that desire. You voiced it to me. (laughs) I actually, yeah, I was like, man, I really want a glass of wine. But like, I wasn't down on myself for it. So like... You were not. No, no. I was like, man, I really want a glass of wine. I do. Okay. That's all. But like, what about you, Megan? What are your ways of sticking to your dry January? Sort of related. um, I like to find some other kind of beverage that brings me joy instead. So, I mean, honestly, it can be plain water because hydration is also a worthy goal. Um, Producer Sophia Lowe introduced us to that suggestion earlier this week. Um, But maybe something flavored or something sparkling. It can be a mocktail if that's something that feels different for you. Um, One of my favorite mocktails this time of year is this spiced pomegranate spritz that I made up. Um, It's a mix of pomegranate and lime juices, some ginger or simple syrup, depending on how spicy you like it, and cinnamon. So all shaken up and then topped with either an N.A. ginger beer or club soda. Again, depends on how much ginger you like. That sounds so delicious. (laughs) But like I'm really torn on the mocktail. And I know you are. Yeah. That really leads into my second tip. I love the non-alk beverages. I think they're really great. And you can get like great mocktails around the city, particularly right now. Lots of places are kind of leaning into it. But for me, the dry January is about my habits. And if I make myself a mocktail every night, for example, I'm really worried that's not resetting my habits. So if your dry January is about a habit reset like mine is, my tip is to be very intentional when having a mocktail. I might have one when I'm socializing this month with my friends for example, one of my like go-to mocktails, I guess, is just soda water with bitters. It's really good. But at home, very rarely will I go out of my way to make a mocktail. I just feel like that's not getting me to my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't make mocktails, cocktails. Like I'm just not a, a mixer. But I like that's not the, something that brings me joy generally. I love cooking, but booze drinks or non-booze drinks, like it just it's not I don't think it's where I find my joy. And it's I think it's funny that you talk about it that way, because I am actually a huge fan of the classic Pittsburgh basement beverage refrigerator. Um, In my case, it's this little college sized mini fridge that I picked up on Craigslist a few years ago for 20 bucks. And that's where all of my special beverages live. So alcoholic, non-alcoholic, sparkling, even some like protein drinks and fancy juices. They are all downstairs. Oh, so like so then you have to like make a special trip for your special little drinks. <laughs> do, yeah. And for some reason, like it totally changes my mindset about it, at least a little bit. Yeah. We also asked the rest of the CityCast team, Sophia Lowe and Francesca DeBecco. They had some tips. Sophia said when changing a habit, she gamifies it. I did a little Google search, but like I haven't used this. So just like an FYI for everybody, there is an app called Sunnyside where you can track your drinking. 
For me, I just use a little chalkboard in my kitchen to track how many days of dry January I've done. It's like very satisfying to just like tick another day. (laughs) Um, And then Francesca's, I thought, was also very Pittsburgh. She said to make it about the money, like calculate how much you have spent on average in previous Mm -hmm. months, maybe on booze or out at bars, and just think about your eventual savings or what treat you might buy with that later, that that's usually enough of a motivator, at least for her. And if the luster of a dry January has started to fade for you and you have a birthday party or some event that you're going to where you want to have a nice non-alcoholic option, there are NA options all over the city. Some of my favorite NA beers are from Two Phrase in Garfield. And if you're in the East End, there's also Beerport in Lawrenceville. They have a pretty decent list of NA stuff on their website right now. And of course, there are lots of options from the open road. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, we just realized is also celebrating their birthday this coming Monday. Um, so it's our birthday. It's their birthday. Yay. Mel says you can come by the shop for specials during their normal business hours. Um, it's 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Monday. And or you can join them at Two Frays for the release of their first ever collab brew. So that party will be from 4 to 9 p.m. at Two Frays in Garfield. That sounds like so much fun. And thanks for telling me about it, Megan. Maybe I'll stop by. Absolutely. Um, happy birthday, Mel. Happy birthday, CityCast. Thanks, Mary Lee. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. And we still want to hear about Yen's best mocktail experiences here in Pittsburgh. It could be something that you make at home like us or something that you have had out on the town. Text us or leave us a voicemail. That's 412-212-8893. You can DM us on Instagram. We're at CityCastPGH. Or you can send us an email, subject line mocktail, to Pittsburgh at CityCast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. This is the Shirley Wine Bubbly Red, non-alk. That's delightful. It does taste like a bubbly red wine. Nice and dry. Very lightly effervescent. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. You can tell her it's the professional language. <laughs> <laughs>